You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Wednesday, March 17th. 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. I wanted to give a special shout out to subscribers to this podcast for taking some time out of your day to listen. And if you would like to join that group, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast source and hit the subscribe button. And we will deliver new episodes to your device each morning as they are posted. And the reason we will deliver new episodes each morning is that this is a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes each day, Monday through Friday, through most of the year. I think fan expectations were high heading into Tuesday. Of course, on Monday, the Jets signed a linebacker, a wide receiver, and an edge rusher. People were anxious to see what else the Jets could do, how else they could improve the roster. And there was only really one minor move that happened on Tuesday, as the Jets reportedly agreed to terms with Justin Hardy, It is a three-year, $6.75 million contract, according to Over the Cap, $1 million guaranteed. His base salaries are $1.35 million, $1.8 million, and $2.1 million over the three years, and then there's a million and a half in potential bonus money. Now, Hardy is officially listed in the program as a cornerback, so at first glance, you may look at that and say, okay, well, the Jets addressed a cornerback. Not really, though. Hardy does not have much experience playing cornerback in the NFL. He was an undrafted free agent out of Illinois in 2017. He spent a training camp that year with the Houston Texans, but then caught on with the New Orleans Saints, where he had been until 2020. And as I said, he's not played much on defense. In fact, he his snap totals on defense through his four years he played two defensive snaps in 2017 78 defensive snaps in 2018 37 defensive snaps in 2019 and one defensive snap in 2020 so why exactly did the jets sign him well the answer is the jets needed some help in the third phase of the game special teams and it that is frequently overlooked but it's very important there's a large percentage of snaps in the NFL that take place on special teams and the Jets really struggled on special teams in the year 2020 so you could think that upgrading that unit might be a priority for the team because as like I said they weren't very good last year and Hardy is a guy who plays on special teams an awful lot in fact in his four years in the NFL He's play, he played 252 snaps on special teams in 2017, 270 in 2018, 356 in 2019, and 214 in 2020. So this is a guy who's played at least 214 snaps on special teams every single season since he's been in the NFL. And he doesn't just specialize in one unit. You know, sometimes you have special teamers who do, like, one thing, but he plays everywhere on special teams. He's... He had in 2020. He had 50 snaps on the kick return team, kickoff return team, 60 snaps on the kickoff coverage team, 29 snaps on the punt return team, 33 snaps in punt coverage where he's a gunner, and 
by many accounts, a very good gunner. And then 42 snaps trying to block field goals. He had eight tackles on special teams in 2020. And those numbers are consistent through his career. He's a guy who plays everywhere on special teams. So you look at this, this is not a guy who's going to have the type of impact that a cornerback would have. You know, like I said, you see him listed as a corner and you think, okay, well, there's a big time impact. That's a premium position. He's not going to be a corner. But I think there's a tendency maybe to dismiss special teams play a little bit. This is a guy who's probably going to play about 200 to 300 snaps per year for the Jets, and it is in an overlooked phase of the game. And I think there's a tendency when your team is relatively quiet and they make a small move like this to kind of dismiss it a little bit and think that, oh, well, the Jets aren't doing anything. They're just focused on these these little guys at the expense of the bigger fish. And I'm not sure that's necessarily the case. Now, this is, a, again, this is a relatively minor role, but I'm not sure I would view it necessarily as the Jets are prioritizing Hardy, a special teamer, over a corner or over another more premium position. The Jets need to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. And the way things have set up in free agency, I'm not entirely surprised that yesterday was a quiet day. Part of me was kind of expecting that to happen based on some of the some of the pre-free agency buzz we were getting about Joe Douglas. I mean, I saw a couple reports from uh, media members that were suggesting that he might make an early play to try and fill a couple premium positions and then wait for the markets to settle a little bit before he moved forward. So my main points here are I don't want to overstate the importance of Hardy's signing because, again, this is a guy who's going to be a part-time player for this team. So I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think it's a signing that, that makes a tremendous difference for the Jets, but they're not really paying a lot of money either. They're not spending the amount of money where you would expect a tremendous amount of difference. But it's also not a signing that's a total zero. This is a guy who's probably going to play 200 to 300 snaps for the Jets next season. And a guy who's been a good player at a spot of need, not the biggest spot of need, not the most important spot of need, but he does play a spot of need. The Jets needed to up, Jets need to upgrade their special teams this offseason. This does not preclude them from upgrading other areas. It doesn't make Joe Douglas a great general manager to sign a special teamer, but it also doesn't mean necessarily that he's neglecting some of the other areas as I think some Jets fans are a little bit anxious about. I think we're still kind of in wait-and-see mode on this offseason. I think there's still a lot to come, and I'm going to give you what I think is the current state of affairs ahead here on the Locked on Jets podcast on this Wednesday. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Built Bar has set up an NCAA tournament style bracket with all of its flavors. There are matchups every day. And to vote, you can go to BuiltBar.com or to Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And remember, when you're buying Built Bar, to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, no spaces, one word, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. 
This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Wednesday as we enter day three of free agency. And it's really going to be the first official day because this is the start of the new league year. So everything that's happened up to this point has been the quote-unquote legal tampering period where players are technically not allowed to sign contracts, but the league has put an exception into the tampering rules, allowing them, allowing negotiations to begin. It's been interesting. Day one was pretty similar to your typical first day of free agency. The teams that were really, really looking to be aggressive and make a splash gave out big contracts. Day two, maybe I'm mistaken, maybe maybe my perception is off, but I felt like day two was slower than your typical second day. And as you know, the Jets were pretty quiet on Tuesday, which was not the biggest surprise in the world if you were listening to some of the analysts who were familiar with the team's thinking. It kind of sounded like they would maybe make one or two high-end signings to address premium spots of need and then maybe pull back a little bit and wait for the market to slow down a bit and you may ask me is this a successful free agency period for the New York Jets and I don't have an answer to that yet because I think what happens next is more important than what has happened so far every year in the NFL usually it's about a weekend Teams kind of run out of money to spend, and the market goes down. The The prices on players tend to go down. Players have to come to terms with the fact, for the most part, that they're not going to get the big deals that they wanted. And that's where really good value contracts can be struck. And teams can really improve themselves by making smart signings. And my entire theory for this offseason is that that point was going to come much earlier this year than it typically does because teams just don't have as much money to spend. I was always expecting day one to be kind of crazy. I was always, you know, you're always going to get some team that's desperate, look to make a deal with some player, just give them an offer they cannot refuse. And the Jets kind of had to do that with a couple guys. You know, I, I felt like the for where the Jets were, they kind of had to roll the dice a couple times on day one. I'm glad that they did not go crazy the way like New England did, but I felt like there were a couple targeted areas where the Jets just really needed to be aggressive and make, make sure they got somebody. But what follows here, what's going to follow is, and it may already be happening because so few te- so many teams have cap issues this year because the cap went down, but we may be reaching the point where the market kind of slows down. And, you know, teams just don't have money to spend. And at that point, that's really where the deals can be struck. And I've been vocal about this in the weeks ahead of free agency, that this is a year where a team like the Jets can really do well. And it it will come at the point where the market slows down, where prices drop. And the Jets still find themselves with a lot of cap space, even after you factor in all of their signings. And yes, Corey Davis matters. Yes, Carl Lawson matters. These were important signings. Hopefully they work out as well for the Jets as they look right now. I don't think either contract is ridiculous. I mean, there have been Jets contracts in the past where you, you look. I looked at them on day one and I felt like these were not good deals. I feel like these on paper look like pretty good deals for the Jets, what they've done to this point. But 
the key to this free agency period for me and the point I've been looking at where the Jets can really get aggressive has not yet come. And we're kind of in the waiting game right now. We're waiting, and I think that's that's what the Jets are doing. I think the Jets are in the process of waiting for the market to go down. They got their wide receiver, they got their edge rusher. I think heading in, those were probably the two positions they really wanted to address. I'd assume they wanted to address guard as well, but Joe Tooney signed with the Chiefs $16 million a year approximately. With If the Chiefs are going to pay Joe Tooney that kind of money, the Jets could not really compete with that. So... You know, unfortunately, they were not able to address guard, but I think that two two of the big spots they needed to address, they've at least found somebody. But now I think they're going to sit back a little bit. I think they're going to wait for the market to go down. And there's a process to this. I mean, so, there are lots of guys out there who s- still want big money deals. They still want to get very lucrative, expensive, multi-year deals. And what eventually happens with a lot of these guys, there are a couple who play the market well enough and their agents are able to work the system well enough that they're able to find them. But once you reach the point in where most of the money's gone in free agency, there's a period where players kind of have to come to grips with that and negotiations take place. You know, the, the, the deals that gave out on the deals that were given out on Monday required very little negotiation because they're so favorable to the player that the player is not really going to ask for a whole lot more. But Going forward, there's going to be negotiations that will take place. You know, you're going to have to try and drive a hard bargain as a team. And when you have as much cap space as the Jets still do, this is the period of free agency where you can really take advantage of things. And I think it's the point of free agency where maybe some of the other teams that have been big, big, big spenders to this point may regret things a little bit because I think that there are going to be better deals that will come through going forward. I think some teams will do very well for themselves. Now, will the Jets? I don't know. You know, this is this is the important part of the job for the Jets, as far as I'm concerned. It's not just about having the approach. It's not just about waiting for the market to slow down. It's once the market does slow down, you have to be able to identify and strike on the good deals. And if Joe Douglas does his job effectively, and I know a lot of people are a little bit apprehensive because they don't think the Jets have been active enough. If Joe Douglas does his job effectively over the next few weeks, we could be looking at a very different Jets team and the Jets team with far fewer important holes than the one that we have right now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing, and college basketball is getting ready for March Madness. And Bet Online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile phone to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On Jets podcast on this Wednesday. We have talked about the Jets' approach to free agency so far where they made a couple early moves and now seem to be sitting back, maybe waiting for the market to slow down a little bit. And there are still a lot of good players available who could really help this team. And as I've said, you need to wait a little bit. There's no final grade to be given on free agency because there's still so much to go. There are still so many good players available for the Jets to sign. Now, if the Jets don't sign anybody else, I I don't think you can view this period as a major success. But I think we've gotten off to a pretty good beginning. And if you're looking for like a progress report, I'm happy with what I've seen so far. And 
I'll tell you two reasons why I'm happy with what I've seen so far. The first reason is that the Jets are actually addressing positions of need. And their, their two big signings really to this point have been Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. And these are both very important positions that the Jets really needed help at. And the fact the Jets signed players at positions of need is not necessarily the most important thing in the world. The most important thing in the world is that these players actually produce after they've signed. But it is a nice change to see the the Jets addressing the premium positions because for years, the Jets, even in years where they've spent big in free agency, there have been premium positions that have been neglected. The Jets have always, the Jets in recent years have focused a lot on positions that aren't as important, like linebacker. And I know they signed Jared Davis, who's a linebacker, but linebacker for years has felt like the centerpiece of their free their offseason spending. And of course, they signed Le'Veon Bell a few years back at running back. At least now we're looking at premium positions, and especially edge rusher, because edge rusher has been a chronic weakness for the Jets. It feels like every every single year we go into the offseason, we say the Jets need an edge rusher, then they don't sign anybody in free agency, and we say, well, they'll get somebody in the draft. And then they either don't draft anybody, or they draft somebody who's such a big project that they're not going to be able to contribute immediately. And we go into the season, and people say, well, it'll be okay, we'll figure out a way to work around it, and next year we'll get the guy. I'm glad the Jets finally invested in edge rusher, and I hope that they will continue to because they need more than just Carl Lawson, but Carl Lawson is a good first step. So that's the first thing that I like, that we've actually focused on the positions of need. We're not just signing big names. I mean, that's it, it, for the Jets, it's been big names, ignore need in free agency for years. So I'm glad we're doing that. The other thing that I like is that these guys that they've signed, they're not old. You know, they're in their mid-20s. And I'm not saying the Jets cannot sign anybody who's older. There have been some older free agents. I've, I've advocated over the last few weeks for a couple guys in their 30s. But I'm glad that the I think primarily these guys should be in their mid-20s. You have a lot of guys who are going to be 26 this year, guys who are just coming off their rookie contract. And that's a good sign because, in theory at least, these guys seem less likely to decline than some of the other players the Jets have signed. The Jets have been signing, you know, in the past, the Jets have signed guys who were relatively older, guys in their late 20s, guys maybe in their 30s, or somebody like Le'Veon Bell, who, you know, may not have been that old on paper, but had a lot of usage at a position where players tend to go into decline at an early stage. I'm glad the Jets are at least finding guys who are either in their primes, entering their primes, you know, in theory, and now players can decline at any point in their careers, but at least on paper, these guys seem like less of a concern to see their play deteriorate in the near future. They should hopefully at least be able to give the Jets a couple of good years before their decline begins. So if I was to give a progress report, those are those would be the two big reasons that I, I like what, what I've seen so far from the Jets. But as I said, there's a lot of important work to go, and I don't think you can say that this period is either a success or a failure yet i think the most important the most important part is still to come this is the this is the reason the jets have all this cap space this is an opportunity that may only come around once in a decade because the cap went down jets are going to have a lot of money to spend and eventually the market is going to really slow down and there are going to be good players available who can help this team and the key for the jets will be identifying these players getting them to agree to terms and hopefully making the deals reasonable and If that happens, you could be looking at a much better team this time in a few weeks.
Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.